the Ealing Cricketer. We're a month into the season and much is now known. The threes are four from four. They've beaten the reigning champs at a canter and although they are tied at the top, a title win is all but assured. The twos are finding some form. They won a last ball thriller against Shepherd's Bush and are starting to find some momentum themselves. But the ones toiled in the summer sun and stumbled in their title bid with an uncomfortable loss away at Bush. We bring some post-match analysis from Scott Ensom. Ahan Bakare joins us after some middle-order runs in the twos. And Barnaby Harrison shed some light on what it's like to be champions-elect and happy about it. We have a roundup from the women's game on Sunday. We're hoping to hear from one skipper, Christian Martin, despite his absence this week from the first team. And ask ECC breeds debate on Ealing showering dynamics and which pros would dominate the club circuit. My name is Mungo Russell. And as always, I am joined by the terroriser of under 30 net bowlers, London wide, Lee Parry. Lee P, you're still in Cape Town. Tell us where you've just come from. I've got no interest in talking to you where I've come from. I just want to know who decides on bowling Jack Shepard for the last over in the twos game. That's all I want to know about. Just anyone who has supreme confidence in, in an ex-England under-19 bowler just getting the job done. Or was it 14 they needed off the last? And who would you rather have run in than, than Sheppey? Um, I was I was watching that last overly. The ones were, were beaten soundly enough that we got back for the end of that game. And we all had complete confidence. Um, that was until... Until the last ball, it was six needed to tie, seven to win. And Shep uh, decided, he told me later, he was going to bowl a Yorker. And he bowled his Yorker at the batsman's nipple, flat. Um, made the game pretty spicy, actually. But he's just doing it to show. Normally not your, go, your go-to delivery in that circumstance. But we are talking about Jack Shepard, Wikipedia, England under-19 player. And when you've got it in the, in, in the artillery, it must be a go-to ball. Uh, quickly on Wikipedia, we have some public apologies to be made to Ben Graves and Bobby Gamble, who also have cricketing Wikipedias. They weren't mentioned last week. And obviously that this is their due diligence. Um, hope to see them back playing for the first team soon. We missed them this weekend. The threes. Uh, we go into some detail with Barnaby Harrison, as I said, about, about what it's like to be flying so high. But wow. Wow, are they flying high. Um, they, they dominated the champions elect of last year. Richmond, the team that they were looking to beat, they were very nervous in the week. We spoke to Rory last week. He said he had, he had a massive pit, as they say, in the threes, but one by eight wickets, chasing down 180. Pretty easy. When you've got, when you've got four of the best three cricketers in the world playing in the same team, it's almost guaranteed. I, I, I mean, I, I don't want to mention it, but you know, they, they do have a, an Instagram, which they, they run a few videos Having seen a few of the, the, the videos pre-match, I was slightly concerned, but come rain or shine, it's threes time. And Hanton's boys did deliver. Hanton was back himself to lead the team to victory. They were joined by ex-captain Oliver Simpson, but crucial contributions once again from the Ealing Colts. Three more pre-attam wickets bowling his offspin. 80 red for Chico Hillman. 82 red, I believe, in fact. This is a boy with talent. I played with him last year in the threes and he got some runs and he wonderful behind the stumps. His brother Ali has been lighting it up in the twos in preseason and and for the and for the MDL sides as well, for the Colts. He's the club's top scorer across all senior sides this year, Ali. Um, and it's a shame not to hear from Chico after the game. It w- would have been nice to get his response on his, his return to senior cricket, but it's great to see young lads coming through, isn't it, me? Is there a worry that... I mean, we, we, I mean, we 
potentially could call them the, the four old boys of the team, start taking credit, even though they rock up and do nothing, for all the victories they currently have? Well, you know, you would say that Rory Patel's three for this week is, is evidence that he's worth a place in the side. The other lads, I mean, Simo got 10. Um, Bar- Barnaby Harrison did say to me after the game that Henry Anton did not shape up well for his 20 off 60 rocks. It's a captain's knock. He's blunted the new ball in a tough game. You're only as, as a captain, you're only as good as, as, as your 11, aren't you? And his 11 are making real strides. He just, he just pulls the strings, doesn't he? And the great captains will all be judged by results. And to be fair, we can talk about the old boys and, 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 and the, the guys that uh, inform themselves. I think we, can we give them a name, those four? Do, do we have a name that we can call them on the pod? Well, they, they, are, they are the self-titled Ealing Colts. Okay. That's, that's what they call themselves, uh, the Colts, even, despite the fact that, that three of them weren't, weren't Colts at Ealing. So I don't know what to make about that. I don't know how I that, think, how that swings. I, I think to be fair, if you know, when push comes to shove, and if, if we have a few more weeks where the Colts, as you as you call them, don't uh, don't pull their weight, I think it's time to. I, I think Hanson needs to, uh, you know, he needs to man up and, and 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 drop some of the the big guns out of that side. But like you said, a win's a win, uh, and let's see what next week brings. The ones, the ones, the ones, the ones. It was a tough day in the sun. We didn't have a spinner this week. Um, no spinner with with Christian and Gravesy not around. And and I'll tell you what, they got 288, but we actually did pretty well in the field. We actually fielded very, very well. We didn't didn't put down any chances. We were a little unlucky. They Harry Stowe had a caught and bowled that was given as a no ball on height. And it absolutely wasn't. The umpires just got cold feet. It was about midway up the thigh at highest. That batter went on to get another 30 and gave them some momentum into the end of the game. Uh, no one was particularly stand up with the ball, but no, no one, no one was also, no one let the side down. O, O's ended up going at seven and over. Uh, he, he, he might, he might, if he was being super critical, say he bowled a bit full this weekend in his first spell, but he certainly didn't bowl badly by any stretch of the imagination. We were missing a change of pace. Scott came back on the middle overs, keeper up to the stumps, immediate dismissal, set batter, caught mid on. In fact, that was a very good catch from Tom Shaw, should be mentioned. There, went very high in the air over his shoulder. And then with the bat, bit of, bit of a mini collapse again. Um, I say again, I don't really mean it, um, but it has. it's now been a couple of weeks in a row where where we haven't quite lived up to the standards that we set in preseason, um, but it's it's not something I'm overtly worried about. Every team is going to have one of those days, Mung, um, and I, I think I think last year, and if if we sort of look back on how it went last year, I think there were quite a few of those days that we had as a side, um, and every now and then, and every team this year will have one of those. Fact in the Premier League, it's how. It's how we bounce back and come back again. And I think last year we had, you know, two, maybe three, three of those days, which which cost you massively. Yes, that's what makes sports an amazing thing. You know, one day you're going to turn up and you're going to be amazing. And you look at the last few games you guys have played and there've been no biters. That's why we play the game. Every now and then you're going to get into that situation where, you know, at the end of the day, you know, someone is better than you. You have one of those days, but it can't, 
it can't happen again and again and again. And I think looking at the side we've got this year, I actually don't think it will. No, there's too, there's too much character about the side and too much quality, and and we will be back and we'll be back stronger. Um, I, I've got a cut. I've got uh, the women's roundup from their game on Sunday uh, that I've been sent through, and I'm I'm going to read this verbatim. And uh, and here we go. Uh, on the flatness of decks at Corfton Road, Ealing Ladies faced North London on Sunday. Sadly, did not come away with a win. Some might blame Alex Fell's umpiring, but at least he didn't give cat out LBW even if she was plump and the opposition failed to appeal. Uh, there are a couple of highlights to note. Uh, the other umpire, not Felly, rocked up half an hour late to the start. Uh, another reeling first 11 captain lost the toss, but still got to bat, which is always a win. And there was a comment from the opposition fielder, uh, some test match batting here, which was well warranted uh, with the highest strike rate being from Mia Hobbs. Uh, her strike rate was 61. Nice. On Sunday. Nice. Tammy O'Connell, you head of the women's section at Ealing and someone with maybe more jobs than anyone at the club, uh, padded up for the first time in outdoor cricket in seven years. Mm -hmm. Made 19 off 45, settled in before getting a seed of doom. And the ECC ladies kept up the proud Ealing tradition of a healthy batting collapse. Everyone's got to have them every now and again. Uh, slipping from 83 for three to 110 all out. Cat Pierce stranded on 30 not out. North London chased it down in 11 overs, two down. Catpost taking both wickets with fantastic captures from Captain Lizzie Williams and keeper Mia Hobbs. Now, I was sent this through by Cat herself and seems to me like she's only really sent this through because she had a good day. I mean, I'm going to throw the question at you, uh, Mugrass. If you were captain of the lady side and you had a good day, would you send through the same information? Yeah, and I would I would definitely include my name in it more than I would include anybody else's. I mean, we, we don't talk about your betting much on this pod. Uh, we don't talk about your bowling much on this pod. We don't talk about your weekends away playing DJ as a you know a twenty year old in your uh, in your tux. I mean, just to name a few. It's not it's not all about you this pod, but it seems it seems you and Cat have the same same kind of love to hear hear more about yourself than what's going on at Ealing. It's just an opinion of mine. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're right. I mean, I've been very good today. I haven't mentioned that I got 37 off of 45 at the weekend. And Do you have a meeting with Kat before this to discuss what you guys want us to talk about? Well, more about you guys that has gone during the week, or is this the first time we we chat about what actually happens on the ECC pod? Because it seems a little bit like you and Kat get together before this to discuss what you and Kat want to talk about yourselves. Feli, nothing untoward is going on, okay? Nothing untoward is going on, Feli. Let, let me say that right now. Nothing. But I will say that, yeah, fine. We we part a way to get our names into the podcast as much as possible. Is there, is there anything wrong with that? Is there anything wrong with that? Find it weird, but we are supposed to be for the Ealing Cricketer, but it seems more like the Cat and Mungo show, if I'm honest. But, you know, if, if, if we need to change the, the, the pod to that, then we've got to speak to the uh, the sponsors bear and find out if they're happy to do that. But if I'm honest, I'm quite happy with the way things are at the moment. Well, that's enough about me. Time to talk about my dad. <laughs> and this is this is tightly linked to what we've just spoken about. <laughs> Let me give um, the listeners some context about my father's cricket. Um, he is he is a cricket lover, has been from his youth. Um, he is also absolutely useless. He's terrible. He's never been good at the game. He's never spent much time practicing. He's just he's a viewer. He's a watcher. Um, and he has come to start playing more and more as he's got older. 
And now he's in, he's in his mid-50s and he's got four games this summer. It's a busy cricketing summer for my dad. And in his first game last week, he was playing with work. And I gave him some underarms in the back garden the night before and everything going to the leg side. He's basically playing a forehand tennis shot to every ball. Anyway, the, he comes back and he's thrilled. He got 16 not out. He came in in the 17th over. He ran out the bloke at the other end deliberately because he was taking too much time. He was running twos to short mid-wicket, uh, which no one else was doing in the game, just sneaking between the wickets, <laughs> just because he thought he was probably going to get back, and he was right. And he took a great catch at mid-on. And after the game, he came back, and I was hearing about his runs and his catch. And I was like, and what happened? Is it well, we lost. But you know what? I had, a sh I had a pretty good day. I had a pretty good day. And I was finding this hilarious, because this is obviously a a cricketing trope that we've talked about a lot that comes up a lot we even got an ask ecc question today about whether you'd prefer to get zero in a losing in a winning cause or 100 in a losing cause it's a classic cricketing question but to see it in my father who consumes none of the cricketing media content was so funny because it's it shows that that desire to do well oneself above all is pure it comes from within his enjoyment of getting 16 not out and taking a catch. He even said, yeah, you know what? I just, I wouldn't have had as much fun if I'd got to and I'd dropped the catch. I don't think I'd have enjoyed myself as much. I, I, I do find it weird though, that I've given you and your brother like quite a few one-to-one -one lessons and your dad's never, your dad's never contacted me for any. I find that, I find that odd. Is that a, is that a, is that a personal thing or? Well, I think it's, we saw the fruits of your labour with Ned's batting and we thought, mm. <laughs> That's so harsh. That is so harsh. Ned, don't listen to this. This is awful. <laughs> it's only, do you know why? This is another thing. This is an old Catamonga thing. It's like all of a sudden you're doing well. <laughs> and not once have you said to me, you know, you know, Lee, you know, thank you so much. You know, the, you know, you're part of this whole process. And without you, straight away, you blame me for your brother's batting uh, display. And do you know what, Ned? You're my favourite bustle in the world. Deal with that, Mungo. Uh, without further ado, let's hear from the boys after their games. Let's hear from Barn Ahan. And let's hear from Enzo. And I'm here with Barnaby Harrison. Barn, your first game in a few weeks. Must have been, must have been feeling pretty nervous last night. Well, my pit's always massive, massive on a Friday, Monk. Um, I'm never feeling too great the night before a game. Um, unfortunately, last night things were made worse by our trip to the Oval. So I woke up this morning feeling like there was a dagger going between my eyes after about 12 pints of nervous piss. Um, the skipper Hanton was uh, was vomiting in his basin, um, which didn't help to uh, calm my nerves. Seeing as the captain was also in a pretty shoddy way, so no, not a great start. Not a great start. Not a great start. It was a big game today as well. It was a big game. So we're away at Richmond, the defending champions of the Threes Prem. Um, we were boosted by the news though that our pal Jean Ferry, who took six for twenty nine against us last season in twenty overs, wasn't going to be there today. So whilst we're a bit nervous, that was uh, certainly a boost to morale. Get to the ground, Hanton, win toss, lose toss. So Hanton wins a toss and elects to bowl. So on the way there in the car, he'd been telling us that we're a better chasing side. We do well when we chase. But um, our belief was that he chose to bowl because he was just hanging out of his backside and um, thought it would give him a bit more respite. And, and how did the boys do in, in that first dig? We did all right. Um, good bowling up top from R. Patel. Got a wicket in the first over. The boys really got around him and in turn, he got around the boys. Everyone was around each other. 
Um, there was some very poor fielding, some very poor catching. I dropped a goober, um, felt pretty anxious for the next 15 minutes, not really wanting to look at anyone. Um, but then luckily, Simo dropped an even worse goober. And, you know, Rob, obviously I pretended to look disappointed. The team had missed out on an easy wicket. But inside, I was just chuffed to bits. I just felt so much more relieved and relaxed than I had done before. Shared pain is pain shared, isn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely. You know, a problem halved is a problem shared or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever they say. And so quickly, Simo in the field, obviously coming back after being captain last year. Was there any want to get in the game, want to help out Henry or just want to be in command? Um, Simo didn't seem too interested in any leadership decisions today. I think his, uh, his day at a, at a rave in Brockwell Park yesterday put paid to that. Um, he, told, he, you know, he turned up and told me he felt hazy at best. Um, and I think things got worse for him through the innings. So Simo didn't shape up too well today and that showed in the goober that he dropped. So what did they end up with? Um, so Richmond got uh, 184 today, which was I think an okay score. Um, you know, one of those scores which you think you can chase, but you know, it's something on the board and something which we had to work hard to get. And talk, talk to me about the pitch as well. Was it, was, was it a good day? I mean, it was a, it's been sunny. It was sunny today. Yeah, I think quite two paced. I think we probably had the best of it, batting second after it had been baked for the first few hours of the day. But actually, you know, in the opening hours of the game, I saw Chico take some, you know, fingers up around sort of shoulder height. But, you know, some that scuttled through it on the ground, you know, two bounce jobs. So a two paced pitch, I would say. You're heading out to bat. And you opening up, you got Hampton, who'd been in some trouble this morning, and, and Chico Hillman. And tell me how it went. So, you know, you're thinking that Chico's got a good chance of a few runs here, but, you know, Hanton, I never expected him to stick around for as long as he did. You know, 20 off 60 doesn't sound exhilarating, and uh, by God, it wasn't. But, um, you know, he's shaped up so well. Um, and actually, just saw off the new pole. Um, and it meant that when Simo and the rest of the boys came in, the lacquer had been taken off the ball and we had a really good chance of chasing that total. And Simo, d- did he cash in? Um, so Simo was uh, stone dead, bang in front, LBW third ball. Um, luckily, I was umpiring, so I decided that he wasn't stone dead, bang in front. I thought, well, cool, that one could be sliding in another parallel universe. So um, <laughs> I kept my arms down by my sides and said, sorry, Richmond, bowl him another one. Um, so after that, um, Simo cashed in and made uh, 10 of his finest cricket runs. He looked pretty good out there. He must have been thrilled. <laughs> um, I think he was over the moon. Um, I mean, unfortunately, when another one smashed into his cricket pads about 10 minutes later, I sort of thought, I can't do this twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to raise the finger after a long delay. And um, Simo headed back to the sheds. But um, he looked so good out there. And actually, you wouldn't have known that he spent the day... Um, in Brockwell Park yesterday at a, at, a, at a rave. And also, I mean, benefit of the doubt has to go to the batter as well. Let's hear about, let's hear about Chico then. From what I understand, it was, it, was, it was a bit of a clinic. It was a real clinic in how to chase down a total. And, you know, the guy looked really good out there. Um, I think, you know, there was perhaps the odd moment and, you know, easy to do it in threes cricket on a, you know, less than kind of um, favourable deck where, you know, you just struggle to get it away for a few overs. You can get bogged down, a bit frustrated, but actually I think some of the you know, more experienced heads out there at the other end, you know, Hanton, Simo, these sorts of characters, they did a great job in just telling him to hang in there because you know, we all knew that if he batted time, he was gonna win us that game. And actually it was a real top innings. I think he finished 80 odd not. Um, and yeah, I can't fault him really. Oh, it's cracking to see another, another young player coming through. We know how much we love that at this club. And, and who was there with him at the end? Um, Absar. Um, who batted really, really well. Um, just looked completely untroubled from the beginning. Um, had a real knack of finding the gaps. Um, and, you know, actually, you know, once those two built a partnership, 
Um, you know, I think you can see the Richmond heads drop. You know, they just knew they, they weren't going to get back in the game. You know, these two were so in control. So it, it's another win for the threes. That's four from four. Top of the league. Other head people getting giddy. I heard some noise outside about some sort of altitude sickness. Yeah, altitude sickness. The air's a little bit thin up here at the top of the league. Um, and I think a couple of calls have been made this afternoon to an open-top bus company in West London. We'll let you work out why we'll be looking to hire an open-top bus sometime around early September. Uh, but, you know, it's important that the boys keep their feet on the ground. I mean, we wouldn't want to get ahead of ourselves. It's a long season, uh, many challenges upcoming. You know, I think, you know, there are some other good sides will be there or thereabouts. We think Hampstead look a really strong side. Uh, but, you know, four from four, we couldn't have asked for a better start. And um, the boys were all really getting around each other over this. And finally, whilst we have you here, what's your availability like in the coming weeks? Oh, my availability will be good um, because I just want a slice of this title-winning pie. Uh, and, you know, actually to turn up there on a Saturday with the rest of the, rest of the Colts and, you know, win games of cricket for the Ealing Threes, I can't think of anything better. Barn, what a pleasure, mate. And may this open-top bus tour be something that comes true. Well, uh, great to great speak to you, Mung. And, yeah, let's hope we're celebrating come September. Uh-huh. Mate, what a day. What yeah. a day. Firstly, as a new player to the club, introduce yourself. Where have we got you from? How old are you? And what do you do? Uh, oh, that was a lot. Um, I am Ahan, so Ahan Bakre. I am uh, coming from uh, Texas, in, from America. I'm currently here for uni. Um, 19. And what was, what was the last part? And what do you do? Let um, us know. What's, usually, what um, back in America, I was an opening batsman, but... Uh, for the twos right now, I've been uh, op- uh, playing 6-5. Mm. It's been a new experience, very fun. Uh, very tough initially, but uh, I've uh, and I started to um, get comfortable with it, and today was obviously um, proof of that. Mm. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, so mate, talk me through the start of the day. <clears throat> Toss was one. You're under Christopher Glasper's leadership today. Yeah. And win the toss, lose the toss? I think, yeah, we won the toss in... Uh, we were put into bat first by um. class. Um, and uh, no, it felt really different actually. The, the whole warm up, uh, it was different from like when O was captain. Um, it just felt um, usually like I'm a lot more focused, but today I think for some reason I was just, um, I was having this really bad, bad headache in the morning. Uh, so <laughs> I, it was, I was just like kind of in the still state. I wasn't like, I didn't feel prepared. I was kind of worried. Yeah. Would I be uh, contributing to the team how I want to? Um, but yeah, um, Chris and uh, Ali, Chris, Chris and Ali gave us a really good start. Unfortunately, Ali, you know, got out. But then uh, B stepped in. Um, kind of stepped in. Exactly. Um, I don't know much about him, but well, I, what I saw was just um, him, just you know, uh, taking balls up and making sure that we had a good platform uh, in the middle overs, so uh, we could you know accelerate and get back to uh, around five, five mm-hmm. and over. Well, no, he is, he is a, he hasn't played much. Doesn't score that many runs. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was a necessary in himself. So, um, in the in the grand scheme of things, then a couple of quick wickets. To be fair, um, untimely ones, um, which has been unfortunately a theme so far for the twos, which has sucked because like they're all such good batsmen mm. and they deserve more than getting out like. Cheaply, like cheaply and in succession. So wh- when you came into that, who were you batting with? I was batting with Ami. Yeah. Uh, got off to a flyer, to be fair. It hit yeah. like two boundaries in the, maybe the first six balls I faced. Nice. Uh, um, was doing a lot better. Obviously, uh, I asked you a lot of uh, questions about uh, 
playing spin and they, you know, they played, they played, bowled a lot of leg spin off spin. And I was actually rotating the strike pretty well. Um, had a few rash shots, almost got out uh, pretty early on, but hey, that's part of cricket, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then on Tommy Wicket again, Ami got out, but then Rohan came and basically we had told ourselves that we are going to go six plus, we're going to go around seven or eight runs and over. And uh, we always told ourselves one risk and over. Um, if we can successfully uh, take that risk, um, we will definitely be in the game. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, to be fair, I was connecting pretty well today. I was mm. a bit surprised with the way I was playing. Uh, even myself, like, uh, wasn't expecting to time it that well. To hit two beautiful sixes, to be fair. Uh, where did you hit him? Uh, one was off the leg spinner over cow corner mm -hmm. for six, and then the was a fastball on the leg just clipped in for six over ah, deep square leg. Can happen. Can happen. Yeah. So, what, what did you end up with? What did the team end up with? I think the team ended up with around two oh, two 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 all out. We did lose two balls at the end, and I ended up around I think sixty. Sixty odd. Yeah. Sixty odd. It's fine. Like, um, not my. Uh, Best performance, but definitely for the e team. first Ealing League 50, though. Congratulations! Oh, thank you, thank you. Very happy with that. So, into the bowling innings we go. And <clears throat> did you guys know that you were always in a fight, or did you felt like it was going to be something you had in hand? So, coming like, once our uh, batting finished, I was internally I was kind of nervous because I was thinking we've left 15, 20 runs on the board. Mm. Um, I was I, I was telling uh, Chris and Ali like if we have two thirty I'm I feel very good about this, but two ten, it was kind of like it was going to be like a fight. Yeah, it's in the and, balance. And yeah. it did prove to be a fight in the end. Oh my goodness! Um, no, our opening bowlers um, obviously bowled great in the opening. Uh, Napsey just putting in a shift always nine overs on the trot. I I asked him after. I was like, why do you always bowl nine overs? Just continues like mate. That's just what I what I have to do. I was like. Well, we need you in the end. <laughs> but no, no, if it works, we, you, if it's not broken, we keep doing the same thing kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and, and it all comes down to those last couple of overs. And they needed, am I right in saying they needed some 18 off the last two? They needed 22 off the last two. 22 off the last two. And you yeah. had an over of Glass left. And over glass of and left. Uh, Shep. Yeah. Uh, oh, glass, th those, that second, I feel like the penultimate over was the most important over. Because mm. that gives the momentum into the final over. Yeah. And I think Glass gave seven, seven that over. Uh, just unlucky, uh, unlucky edge that went for four. But other than that, just brilliant bowling. Mm. Yorker outside off, didn't let the batsman uh, get anywhere near it. Um, then Shep, oh, that was a close one. It, it got pretty nervy, didn't it? They, they stole a couple twos earlier in the over. This is about the time where the first team and the third team have come back and had the time <clears> to come and watch. But it all comes down, like Shep does his job, bowls a ball that doesn't go for two, and there's a run out. And so it's six off. It was, was it seven? It was six off six one. Six off the one, yeah. It was six off one. And, and what happened next? So I, in, in my mind, I'll give you my, my point. It was just, I was like, there's no way he's going to hit a six. If Shep just bowls like into the, into the, um, into the wicket, it's a regular ball. Like I know he, he bowls well. There's no way this guy can hit it for six. Not like with the, the number nine. No way will he hit it for six. And then I just see the beamer. And, and honestly, I think everyone's heart sinks, even probably outside. Because then they take one now to... F it's what... Was it, was it, I don't know if... It, maybe it was seven off two. It was se seven off the last ball. Seven off the last ball. And, and then, yeah, the beamer to five uh, off the last ball. Fourth a tie. And that would have felt a lot like a yeah. loss. 
And um, I honestly, like, I had, my cap was off, uh, everything was off. I was just ready to just, you know, run in to do anything. Um, and I think, honestly, at that point, I was also, like, really, like, bricking it. I was, like, I was genuinely, like, we've worked so hard. Like, mm. our batsmen are batted. We've, we fielded exceptionally, barring some misfield, some clumsiness. Um, Bowling-wise, incredible shifts from, what, um, all, all bowl. I, I, I want to, like, say Ami, Nabsi, Glass, and Shep uh, specifically. Mm. Uh, even Capsi, sorry, Capsi. Um, they all just bowled so well, and mm. we... You know, if we had lost it, they wouldn't. Those guys wouldn't have deserved it because I feel like we were in control that entire game. Um, I think there were thirty overs, like hundred. There was no. It felt like there was just no way they could have won that game. And l- fortunately, Shep was a Yorker that goes straight. Uh, about mid on, just run in. I I knew that if the ball comes to me, I'm just sprinting in immediately. Yeah. Um. And yeah, we won by two runs. That was. Oh. That was that's been a that's one of the best games I've played in a while. And, yeah, uh, winning by two runs, bit of momentum. That's now two wins on the bounce, and I imagine you guys can take that into next week against Richmond. That that was very important. Um, honestly, like uh, the first two games of the season were pretty tough to take because, especially with North Middlesex, we could have won that game. Mm. Um, so it was it was important first of all to get a win on the board against Acton, and then to continue it even with a different captain, people uh, players coming in and out like Chris coming from the threes. Um, opening, uh, even though um, there was a little bit of uh, like miscommunication about who was going to open. Um, so many things going on. We still dug out a win. Um, couldn't be proud of the boys, really. Um, and regarding Richmond, I don't know. I think right now, I don't know what their table yeah. position is, but it doesn't matter, honestly. We're playing away. We have to win. Um, listen, if we want to challenge for this, the title, uh, even though currently we're in the midfield, we have to pick up. We have to keep winning. These win streaks are, are what's going to carry us. And Absolutely. They're, they're exceptionally important. Now, it's pleasure to have you on the podcast for the first time. Welcome to the club, mate. Well about it today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm here with Scotty Ensom. Scotty, it's a tough day. We chased some leather in the sun and then got knocked over when it got less sunny. But we scored some runs, so pretty happy, really. Oh, I mean, our partnership was, was probably the highlight of the day, was it not? <laughs> we... I thought we batted beautifully. Yes. Uh, what was it? A sixty, uh, sixty and change. Sixty, yeah, just just brilliant. Yeah, we gave gave. We were trying to give the team a chance. Well, that's pretty easy out there, wasn't it? Oh, it's pretty pretty flat. I mean, I think we we'd be honest. We'd both say we got ourselves out. A uh, couple couple of bad balls, couple of bad shots, couple of wickets. I think <laughs> yeah. in, in two in a row. I've so I've I've pulled a a long hop to deep square. And then, and so, uh, talk us through what happened. Um, yeah, I mean, I desperately tried to make Mungo run and cross, like, yeah, new batsman, don't, don't give him the strike, I'll take it. Short, wide, off spinner, eyes light up, and I've slapped it a point. <laughs> that might have been the end of the game. <laughs> so, let, let's, let's go back to the start. Scotty, obviously, this is a day without, without our captain, our leader, without Christian. Yeah, abandon the troops for a day, I mean, it's... Mm. Pretty poor form, isn't it? And no graves as well, so we were spinnerless. How, how do you reckon the boys did in, in those first 50 overs then? Oh, it was difficult, you know. All seem on a hot day, on a, on a flat deck, the ball came on nicely. I, I think, you know, spin would have been a good change of pace for us today. Um, but I think, as generally, you know, we, we bowled... We bowled okay. I think there's areas we could have been better, but we never stopped trying. You know, we, mm. we, we fielded very well as well. Um, and I, you know, I think to be fair, they've had a day out. You know, they've had 
probably played their best cricket today. If you look at it, that's the best they can play. And we haven't. We know we can be better. So. Yeah, they had a couple of yeah. people get in and they, and, they, and they made us pay. And, and we knew that's what we needed to do, second innings. We, we knew that we were going to need a couple, of, a couple of proper partnerships. We said, can we have two partnerships of 18 today? That's what we said before the whole game started, before the toss. And, and look, we, we, didn't, we didn't really get close to that. No, we didn't. Um, I, uh, you know, chasing 280 or so after the game is, is very, very difficult. I think you need to play your perfect innings as a team to chase 280. And that's not going to happen regularly. Let's be honest. And we, it, it didn't. We didn't get off to the, you know, the greatest start that maybe we'd have liked. And and then you're always up against it. But days like that happen in cricket. I don't think this. You don't want to dwell on it too much, do we? No, not really. And 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 they did bowl well as well. I mean, it's not not many guys can feel like they played they played horrible shots um, and got out in, in that top five or six. It was. Guys getting good balls, like Robbie and Saul got good balls, got bowled, can happen, two left armers bringing it back, um, people nicked off, it's just felt like one of those days. It did, it did, um, and, and they happen, um, but I think we just, we don't get too low off it, you know, we know we play our best cricket, we're capable of beating any side, they've played theirs today and beating us. So. Yeah, can happen, and, and we, we move next weekend, Richmond, they have a bloke that's got, in the last two innings, 200 and... 20 runs off about 90 balls cumulatively. So we'll have to get through him. I'd say he's due, though. He's due. He's, I would say he's due. Does he's, that, you know, he's got them. A, Richmond looks a very good, you know, flat deck to bat on at the moment. I reckon he's an, an Ealing, little LBW, low. Little Ensign Scuttler first yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, Money exactly. on it now. Money on it now. Um, but they've got okay Richmond that they've won again today so we'll be a very similar similarly positioned to them in the league but we're getting Christian back we're getting Gracie back and we're hoping for a good one and there's also rumours of a Robbie White show wouldn't that be exciting <sighs> there is rumours saw him again today said he's hit a few balls hopefully he will join join the lads um, it will it'll be good to see him he will certainly add to our batting lineup. Um, and I'm sure there'll be a few fines for him as, as well you know I mean, very rarely plays so it'll be good to get him in the, in the changing room again um, and he'll be a real bonus for the youngs yeah, in football absolutely. as well uh, the youngs need him in football I mean the youngs need about eight players at the moment to win a football game um, that's it's, very rude it's costing rude. them at the moment the, the olds are just just wise heads winning games um, but yeah no it'll, it'll be good to have, have Graves and Christian back you know get our skipper back in um, Ozzy's record's not, not the greatest no it's, he's now captain dealing three times for the league how's he gone? Ooh, I don't think he's won one. No, I think Pretty he's not. Pretty confident said he's not won one. Yeah, so um, maybe we blame Christian. Well, no brownies today. No brownie again, Cheryl. No brownies. Well, so we actually haven't mentioned this on the podcast before, but we've had brownies at um, at the game every game basically since Christian's third game, and we didn't have brownies. We lost since then. Cheryl has made us beautiful, gorgeous, sumptuous brownies, and today Christian wasn't there. Not saying we can solely blame it on him, but I am going to blame oh, the captain. I, you know, Skipper abandoning the troops is just, you know, you left, you left the men in the ditches. That is difficult to take. Um, but we, we don't want to be too harsh. You know, he's playing next week. He's, he's, he's putting the team first next week. Yeah, he's see. doing well to play next week. And so, lovely to hear from you. Shame it's not in happier circumstances. Well, but we had a good partnership, so. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Great to hear from those lads once again. Uh, and let's 
let's hear about AJ Lee Pino. You've not been home for a week, but I'm sure you've had snippets of, of what he's been up to. I saw him charging around the club on, on Saturday evening during the football. Missed the whole Champions League final with so much energy. He's turning to a real athlete, it seems like. Yeah, he's, uh, he's full on. I spoke to him today. He's uh, He's gone up at half term. Uh, as everyone knows, uh, with the uh, the chaos of the uh, the half term, the parents trying to find things to do, he's, he's gone up to his uh, his grandparents. I'm sure he'll be he'll be spoiled rotten. But um, run run the ECC, absolutely living the dream. Um, but uh, AJ, Daddy's not there. But AJ, what is your word of the week? My word of the week is giraffe. Thanks, AJ. Time for start of the week, and we got a good one this week. And I know you aren't as fond about the data as I am, Lee, but this is one that you're going to enjoy more, I think. I don't believe you. Uh, do you, know, do you know, I'm going I'm I'm to test you here. I'm going to test you. I, I'm looking forward to the day I enjoy one of your stats of the week. Uh, I'm actually going to start giving them marks out of 10. That's what I'm going to do. There you go. You're going to mark my stat with a stat? No, with a yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, apologies, yeah. but I'm yes, I am. <laughs> Let's get the numbers rolling. Since the Middlesex Premier League's inception in the year 2000, Ealing are the only side to ever retain the title. Oh. Yeah? Now, I think, because I was part of that, and I think I was, see, that, 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 that grabs me. Mm. Eight. Out of? Nine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take an eight out of nine. Uh, little, little addendum here. Bromsbury did win in 99 and the year 2000, but the league... The Premier League was in, was made in the year 2000, so they actually never retained a Premier League title. They see now number three. Hampstead and Huddersfield went back to back to back to back. Number three. Too much data. Did I give you too much? That's that's just you know you literally you you took me you you, you raised me up as Westlife said, and now I'm not. You're done. You see, this is why you, need to, you just need to your stats need to be better. That the, the first one was nice, and then you just killed it. The people don't care. Who, who are Bronzeburg anyway? Let's move on. Let's talk about Bear Cricket. Let's talk about Bear Cricket. Wow, I mean, first first, first week with the new gears. I can only speak about Bear right now from my own personal experience, but God, it's more of the same. It's it's more runs, and I can only attribute that and the, and the confidence I have to, to the gear that I'm wearing. I don't know if you find that, Lee, but whenever whenever you're feeling good touch, it's nice to know that you're looking good out there with some with some new, with some new softs, with some new gloves, a new stick. Do you have a favourite stick of all time? No, this is the whole thing. It goes back to about just you and you and what you do as Bear. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Cat starts wearing Bear next week. You know I mean, there are other players that wear Bear at the club and they love the gear and they really appreciate it. But, you know, Mungo keeps banging on about how good Bear is. And, you know, they are... they. Their equipment for the people, not just Mungo. And Mungo's going to bang on about how amazing it is. Cats can do whatever. Bear's amazing stuff. And there are loads of guys that wear it. And I am looking forward to when they start sponsoring me. I want to get back next week. We both care for Bear. We're both Care Bears. We are the Care Bears. We are the Care Bears. We are the Care Bears. We're the Care Bears. Ask ECC. This is where it gets serious. Oh, get in. And we start. With a short and sharp one from Tom Shaw. How old is Ahmed Alec? Uh, 68. I think he might be 2,022 years old. Or he might be his bowling, he might be his bowling speed, 65. 
he could be 65. He could be 65. I think he's been around since the beginning of time, and I think he's going to be around long after we're dead. I mean, he's Asian, Disney. But man, can that boy play? He can play. Well, he can play. I think he went less than two and over this weekend. Would be nice. Would be nice. I mean, it's just in the name, Ahmed. I don't know what that means, but it's just it's in the name. It's in the name. Henry Anton himself messages in. He asks, following on from our lovely shower together on Saturday night, that was me and Henry had a shower, uh, who would be your best and worst shower at the club? I mentioned this last week. I would I'd happily wash down Milo Wilkin. All these dirty areas, the sweaty bits. That's not the question. Oh, sorry. What was the question again? Not, not who you would shower. I'm not asking who you want to wash at the club. Who'd like to have a shower with you? You can wash yourself, okay? They're going to wash themselves. Yeah. I mean, Milo doesn't have to. Anyway, what was the question again? <laughs> See, I, I have a feeling that some people probably might not like to shower with someone like Milo. You know, there's, there's actually he's showing off a little bit. He's just showing off a little bit with, with his rig. And, you know, some, some people some might feel intimidated by that. Not me or you in the fine physical conditions we're in, but other people, other people. Uh, not to shower with, Cat uh, Pierce. <laughs> I'm not sure she would share her jelly baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not going in. <laughs> it has to. <laughs> Who's yours then, Monk? <laughs> Obviously not Jules, Jules, best shower, Jules. <laughs> Owington Jones has messaged in, name your all-time club cricket pro 11. Now, Lee, you hear these afresh. It would be too much to ask of you to do that. So what I've done is made my own, and I want you to rate it and comment on my selections that I've made. And these are professional cricketers, past and present, that you would want to now play club cricket. Opening the batting, I've gone for a, I've gone for a combo of, of different styles. I've gone for Paul Sterling and I've gone for Faf Duplessis. And I'll tell you why. Paul Sterling, I'm wanting that physical presence. Someone that's just going to stand there and cart it round the ground. I want that in my opening partnership. He looks like a club cricketer. Now, that is something that I can attribute to a couple of the selections I've made. But, but Faf... Every club needs, you, you want that alpha presence. And other podcasts have spoken at length about Faf Duplessis walking out onto the middle of a pitch in a towel. And anyway, but I want that sort of presence. It couldn't be just two, two people of the same. I wanted, I wanted a blender style. I nearly picked Chris Gale, but also seems like a bit of a coat. And so didn't want him on my side. Good start. Number three, David Boone. Absolute shoo-in. Absolute shoo-in supposedly once drank 24 beers on the way to Australia from England. In. In. Four and five, again, very different. I've got W.G. Grace and Shivnarine Chanderpool. Wow. W.G. Grace is in the side because anyone that is has the confidence to put the bales back on the stumps and say, they've come to watch me bat, not to watch you bowl, is in my side. He has an extra life. Oh, okay. And Chanderpool, hey, club cricket, as we've seen at the weekend, in both the ones and the ladies, there are collapses. You're going to need someone who, when the chips are down, is going to be the glue, get some runs in club cricket. And who better than someone that averaged 50-odd, 
in a terrible West Indies mid-2000s side. Batting collapses galore. He always got runs. Okay, keep going. I've got Andrew Simons and Darren Stevens at six and seven. Runs, wickets, presence. Simons, good ball, offspin and seamers. He hit him out the park. Stevens is getting better with age. Like any great club cricketer, it's finding a new lease of life. And he started bowling in his late 30s. And I was taking pulse for fun. Keep going. I've got James Foster as my keeper. Your keeper's keeper. Chirpy behind the stumps. Great hands. Maybe he's not going to score that many with the bat, but he's there to do his best skill. Keeper on a Saturday. And then I've got three out-and-out bowlers. I've got two opening bowlers of differing styles. I've got Tim Murta and Shah Akhtar. Shah, he's got the longest run-up in the world. In the world. Frightening before he releases the ball. Bowls a million miles an hour. Doesn't necessarily know where it's going. And then, much like the Darren Stevens style of bowling, Tim Murta, it's round corners. It's invisible. It's... You can't hit it. Okay. Keep going. And number 11, you've got Miro Lithran because in club cricket, it doesn't matter if your arm isn't straight. <laughs> oh, Mate, you can throw him in club cricket. You can throw him. I'd have none of those on my side. Absolutely none. <laughs> what? Not one. Absolutely none of those on my side. It's a so I'm glad. I'm glad we, we'd be here forever. So I'm glad you've reeled up yours. And it'd be great to hear what the... Uh, the listeners think so far as a message on how terrible you think Mungo's 11 was. Paul <laughs> Murray, by the way, the only, the only one that gets in is your number 11 in my side. Fact. What, what? How? My side is full of character. I came with reasons. Oh, God, we're not going to get on. This is going to be the end of our friendship, this podcast. I knew this. I knew this. I knew no, this was going to be the end. Well, we... so at least you get to show with Cap. <laughs> Well, we've come to the end and unfortunately we didn't have time to fit in Christian Martin. There is always next week. It's been a tumultuous podcast. Lee, it's going to be great to have you back in the country. It's a big weekend of cricket coming up next week. Of course, ones and twos are both playing Richmond. We wish them the best. The threes, doesn't matter who they're up against, they're going to win. No, doesn't bother. Mate, it's been a pleasure always, Lee P. Uh, that's all from me. And that's all for me. Good night. Goeienach. I assume that means good night. That he said good night, everyone. Good night. The Ealing Cricketer.